Hello, and welcome to AdLib Heroes. My name is Joey, and I'm a lifelong DM and storyteller. At our table today is... Hi, I'm TJ, and I play Kirith O'Dell. Hi, I'm Riley, I play Grimlock Seaspray. Hi, I'm Bev, and I play Olivia Fortier. Now, let's get back to the action. Previously on AdLib Heroes, Grimlock, Kirith, and Olivia are in Relu, looking for Olivia's teacher, Immerse. Olivia has become suspicious of the notes that she has been deciphering and believes that they may be a trap. The group has decided to move carefully while in the capital. They met Cassie, a foreign gladiator who knows the young prince, and Olivia's rival, Frederick Quicksilver. They have also learned that Immerse is apparently in the residence of the Royal Scriptorium and they plan to sneak in to investigate. So when we left off last time, you guys were looking at planning a heist. And I was long resting because I was an idiot and stayed up all night the (laughs) night before. (laughs) So to remind you what you know of the Royal Scriptorium, it is inside the inner walls of the city in a large park-like area that has a lot of benches where people can read. There are two main buildings. One is a three-story residence where scholars can stay while they are using the scriptorium. And the other is a five-story library. You guys have looked at the outside, but you haven't gone into either of the buildings. You are considering using possibly Nalia and possibly Valenthe to either cause a distraction or to do some reconnaissance for you so that no one would see you there. Um, I liked Grimlock's idea of accompanying Nalia in as both a minister of the arcane of a fey court and a member of the crucible, like you would have reason to be looking in, and that way we can keep Valenthe and therefore Terrigan not within the city walls, and if we really do think, if they're even at the slightest possibility that someone is looking for us, uh, they're less likely to be part of the attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if things go south, then, you know, Terrigan won't have to go to, won't have to grow up in child jail. Yeah, they just put you in regular jail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think... Too, if you and I, Kirith, want to go, I could go accept Frederick's offer to play pan flute during the some of his sunset music, music shows during the festival. That could get us in the walls. Then after we leave his house, we could oh. be you, sneaky sneaks. You can pass into the walls of the inner city with no problem. Oh, okay. Okay, we don't need an invitation. You don't Great. need an invitation. Oh. Great. Even better. Great. Great. It would be different if the city was under attack or there was a big emergency, but mm. uh, lower class people head in there all the time to do work. And Did I, I, I think only Kirith looked. He made it. You said you'd have to see because you and Frederick are have very different ideas about your relationship with each other. I know how I feel. I just can't remember if I accepted it or not. You you left it open, but did not say yes. Hmm. 
Okay. I love how you can, like, you didn't explicitly blanket us in with the lower class, but, like... <laughs> I know who I am. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if Kirith tries to go in... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, a monk of the Crucible. Oh, and uh, I remember you from uh, the the competition a few, uh, or whatever, a month ago. And, uh... Do you know that somebody's following you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act surprised. He is directly behind you. <laughs> it's either a tall goblin or a short troll. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a crap elf. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I assume, are we just meeting back at um, the... The witless spider? Yeah, the witless spider. Sounds good. So you are completely in control of the timing. You decide what time of day you want to make your next move on the scriptorium. Okay. It would make the most sense to have them go, have the uh, Grimlock and Nalia go in during the day, I suppose. It's like a visiting, like visiting to study or to like get the lay of the land. Probably going to wait, go in during the daytime. Um, and I guess for you and me, like... Do we want to be invisible? Th that's what I was going to say. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want. So, like, any... <sighs> do you want... Are, are the... I, f I forget. Were the apartments, the rooms that, like, where uh, Immerse is supposedly staying... Are they like a separate building or? They are a separate building. Uh, there's okay. probably about uh, 30 feet between the closest entrance of the library and that separate building. Sort of like dormitories on a school campus? Sort of, of yes. Okay. Um, Nalia, do you have a spell that you can speak inside our minds? Yeah, I know message. Yeah, okay. I also know what's, message. What's the range on that? Um... The range on message. Last time I checked, when I ran away from my friend, it said, can you hear me now? <laughs> hear me now? Um, 120 feet. Oh, word. Do you need to be able to see your target at a, does it say? That's a good point. Uh, you point a finger towards a creature within range and whisper a message. The target and only the target hears the message and can reply. In a whisper that only you can hear. You can cast this spell through solid objects if you are familiar with the target and know it is beyond the barrier. Kay. Magical silence, one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a sh thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood blocks the spell. So, so you couldn't do it through the city walls? No. And depending on how many, how many wa inner walls are between us? There could be lousy reception, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? So, yeah, we could do that to stay in contact. Oh, yeah, and while you were resting, Grimlock and I did a lap around the campus, I think we said last time. Yes. So, or the park area, and the room that Immerse was supposedly staying in did have an outer window. Uh, on the second floor, yeah. On the second floor. Oh, if we already... Okay, you and I will just go be sneaky sneaks and they can go be normie norms. So you know that there are windows from the rooms to the outside. You don't know which one Immerse's was. Mm. Right. 
Right. And we didn't find that out from the little messenger boy that Olivia sent earlier. Just that she was supposedly staying there. Yeah. Um, didn't you send him with a follow-up message, though? So she sent... Uh, it was actually a, a little girl. She sent her to uh, see if uh, Immerse was there. Uh, was told that Immerse is there, but did not answer the door when knocked and asked if you'd like to leave a message or where to contact, but you didn't leave any follow-up. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Shall we go? Do it, or do it tomorrow morning? Um... Well, if you stayed up all night and then took a long rest, it would be like mid-afternoon, probably. Yeah. So we go now? Probably still go now. All right. Um, uno momento. I will find another... No, I won't do it yet. I want to figure out what's happening. I... If we are still going to try to figure out who people are around the city, I think playing in Fedric's band would be a good choice because then people will see me with someone important, which is good. Except if we have to go away or do something else, then I'm kind of, sc- then I'm kind of screwing him over. Okay, I'm going to accept. <laughs> so you send a message <laughs> saying that you're going to, you're, Willing to join. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm terrible. I'm an um, awful human. Downside, now there's more evidence of you being in the city, but people that would want to know that will already know that. Mm-hmm. Um, the cover-up is that I'm not in the city to be doing yeah. that random stuff. Yeah. Oh, wait. You know Disguise Self, right? Mm-hmm cool, let's just make you look like someone else and you can give them a fake name as you're looking for a Merce. That's true. Let's I say you're Frederick Quicksilver. Mm, no. That's fair. More likely to get caught if you're someone that's also walking around the city. It could be the brother of the Comtesse or Adeline Corbis. That's a big risk. <laughs> I mean, the, we're a smaller town. He is a higher level person, but... She, I mean, you, she is reasonably high up there in the nobility. There are c- probably yeah. about 10 people in the country around her rank. Oh. To be fair, that little messenger girl was able to, like, request an audience with her. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just thinking of people I have been before, but... I can also just... Just look like a scholar. Mm-hmm. I look um, like the bar, the tavern owner of the Abelant Hotel. <laughs> you don't look like a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> no. You look like you used to play football 40 years ago. <laughs> I want to uh, look up the records for uh, track uh, records in the Abelant area <laughs> in the, like, <laughs> 40 years ago. Um. Disguise self, how long is it? I, one hour, so. As long as, you, we just need to be able to find out what room she's mm-hmm. staying in. Um, yeah. Like, if we say that we know her or that you know her, mm-hmm. 
I don't know the customs here. Maybe they won't allow people into the rooms, but well, maybe I mean, we. Yeah. I could just go and try as. I think his name was Gary or Greg. Can't remember. The Avalon hotel owner. <laughs> just like someone from Avalon, because that's where she's originally from. Sure. So if someone from Avalon is looking for her. Sure. Does it have to be a real person? Can you just change what you look like? Just look different. Fine. I will look different. I will make myself one foot taller and like 40 pounds lighter with a really like... (laughs) Olivia's like not... Yeah, sure. She's not thin. Olivia's like... Yeah, but a foot up and 40 pounds down on any person is going to mean that you are... You're gaunt. You're like Kira. I don't know. Because you could be, be like, she's 5'1", and like, yeah, she could still be like 140 pounds. Yeah, at 6'1"? If you're 6'1", and you're 110 pounds, you are... I am personally 6'1", and 160 (laughs) pounds, and I'm thin as fuck. Okay, no pounds lighter, one foot taller... Um, and I will make her have really big eyes and glasses that make her eyes look even bigger, um, and really tiny pursed lips, really sharp features. So she just kind of looks like a school marm, but like tall and somewhat gaunt. Yep. Okay. I'm just doing like oblivion sliders in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't give me a character creation menu. Oh, man. What, no, this how is long great. do we want this episode to <laughs> Let's <be>? go. <laughs> All right. So, Grimlock, you and Nalia are going to investigate the scriptorum proper, the, the actual library, while they go to the residence. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she chooses some fancier clothes because she's presenting herself as the minister out of her bag, uh, heads with you and says, so do I... Uh, are you my porter or my bodyguard? Uh, my manservant. <laughs> I was thinking maybe like our reason for hanging out could be something to do with the crucible potentially like expanding into the Feywild. Okay, maybe talking about that. All right, so yeah, I could ask them if there's uh, treaties treatises on uh, interdimensional organization and. Sounds a little more in your wheelhouse, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> okay. uh, Kirith, how small of a creature? Like, could you just be a creature that, like, could you be on my shoulder or be more like a familiar? I can turn into a mouse. Do you want to do that? And then you can be with me? Yeah, sure. Just okay. turn I mean, into a be... mouse for 30 years and live with her children and... Yeah. <laughs> how many fingers do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have the fingers I have, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if he does, though, turn into an animal, do his number of, like, if he does is missing a toe, will the animal be missing a he, toe? He can grow it. Ah. Oh, cool. I have the toes. That, you only have nine toes? I have the toes I have, and let's leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I'll. While she's doing that, I'll just... <sighs> Yeah, I suppose it's probably easier if I change here in a room than trying to find a, an alley and getting maybe called out as a witch by someone. Um, if you turn into that raccoon from your house, you can frame him and get him out of there. I like him. 
Okay. Old Jerry? We're boys. <laughs> <laughs> Old Jerry and all these young Jerry's. <laughs> His um, wife, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn into a small cat. Okay. Like a cute kitten or like a scraggly alley cat? Oh, like a. Uh, I don't think there are non scraggly animals I change into. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a cat that's been through some shit. <laughs> I'm not going to carry you until we get in there. Fair. <laughs> I still smell like Kirith. <laughs> Lovely. So Grimlock, as you head into the scriptorum proper, it is a square building about 50 feet tall. Uh, when the doors to the inside open, you realize that there are several rotundas and 50 feet would normally be a five-story building, but there's only three stories in here because the stories are very tall. There are a lot of open space and a lot of skylights in this building. Uh, for someone who is as good at architecture as you, you can tell that it's probably, you wouldn't want to put any more skylights in because it would start to risk the <laughs> structural <laughs> integrity. Yeah. And like they, they're at their capacity. Yeah. yeah. More of a, more of a work of art than an actual building. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there are bookshelves holding books, scrolls, maps, all sorts of things. Uh, there is a blocked off area near the front with a desk and standing behind the desk in a dark blue scholar's robe with a little silver pin that looks like a quill is a dark blue kobold. Oh, neat. Um, as, as I'm going through the door, I'm gonna... I hope the... I hope you don't. You guys don't get uh, strong breezes here. Right? Um, Are you saying that to the kobold, uh, or to Nalia, or to who, or just in general? I, I was just, just kind of saying in. it out to the air. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, so the kobold says, uh, "Not, not really. No, it's well built and well, well closed off." Mm. Oh, uh, good. Uh, uh, my name is Cogs. I'm the front desk clerk. How can I help you? So it was Cogs. Cogs. Uh, I'm here uh, with a represent representative of the Feywild. Uh, we're here, uh, actually. Uh, so she steps forward and she pulls out a scroll of pedigree and lays it down. Mm. I'm Nalia Ethanrao. I am the minister of the arcane for the court of the floating lilies. Uh, we are looking for some legal documents within your library. Uh, and as Cogs is like looking over the scroll of pedigree. Uh, he says, uh, I'll, I'll go get the senior sage. Please, one moment. Of course. And the kobold scurries off. Uh, the two of you heading toward, so Olivia and Kirith, you see a kobold run from the library into the residence. And then a few moments, he runs back out, and he's got a matronly woman who is huffing after him, running along. Um, now, growing up in this city, uh, are kobolds, like, pretty rare? Or, like, is this one of the first ones I've ever seen, like, in civilization? Pre or Yeah, pretty rare. Uh, generally in civilization, like, you'd need someone to speak for you. They're considered generally to be monstrous. So the fact okay. that there's one in a place like this. Like, uh, even less so than, like, lizard folk? or Yeah, lizard folk are considered more civilized than kobolds. Okay. And in your universe, kobolds are dragon dudes? Yeah, they are yep. tiny. So they are like three foot tall dragon dudes. Cool. 
I the hair on my shoulders goes up a little yeah. bit. And, I don't know. We're fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so as soon as the uh, the senior sage comes in, uh, the senior sage introduces herself as. Give me just a moment here to check my notes. I've named all the people I'm. You might run into around here. Uh, I'm Ursula Durant. Uh, please come this way. And she is talking with Nalia, and as you're walking, Cogs comes beside you and says, uh, Welcome to the scriptorium. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. The, it's quite, a, quite an impressive, um, impressive work of art you have here. Ah, yes, thank you. Um, I mean, I didn't build it, <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. It's like, quite nice. I like books. <laughs> you um, a fantasy man or a or a sci-fi? <laughs> uh, you, I, I mean, I, I don't read a lot of fiction. Mm. I tend to I tend to read more like uh, history and naturalism. Mm. But then again, how much fantasy is there in a world where we can do magics? <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's more than news, hey? I'm a tiny dragon man. <laughs> <laughs> my Magic, life, what are you, a witch? <laughs> my life is a fantasy. <laughs> He's smiling as he walks along. I absolutely love cogs. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're walking along, he's like, uh, over there, that is the architecture section. Uh, there are a whole bunch of blueprints for various things in the city. Uh, if you wanted, there's also the rare book room, but uh, that includes stuff like the blueprints to the the palace, but we need to know who reads those because, you know, if you're a spy, then someone will come and hurt you if you read the things you shouldn't read. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing I'm not a spy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not... Kind of need a deception roll on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, he's pointing out different things that he thinks you might be interested in based on architecture and... And then uh, he's like, yeah, over there is the human history of relations with dwarves, if you want to know what they think about you guys. Oh, I'm well aware of what they, th <laughs> they think about me. Yeah, I don't like to read the books about what they think about kobolds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's just kind of the bad news section. <laughs> so as you're walking through there, you're on the, the main floor, and he, he says, so uh, you can have full access to the main floor for 25 copper a day. Uh, if you want to go up to the the rare book rooms, uh, it's five silver a day plus a five gold deposit. Because I mean, if you wreck those books, those are expensive books. That's a good point. Yeah, I'll be I'll be ever careful. And uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna spend some time here. But I I would like to make my way my way up. I'm curious of how the. Uh are you guys going to need uh, rooms in the residence? Uh, yeah, that uh, that would actually be perfect. Uh, so it for a visiting scholar, it is a suggested donation of one gold per room per day. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, whenever you're ready, uh, just go talk to uh, Geith over there and tell him Cog sent you. That's perfect. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so now wait, does Cog get commission for sending people? <laughs> <laughs> you do not know. <laughs> Love cock. <laughs> I like his. I like that he talks a little bit different because I assume he has 
different tight mouth. cheeks yeah. and yeah. a different mouth and like a forked tongue. Yeah. <laughs> so to let you know, one of the things I'll do to make different voices is I'll change the shape of my mouth. Mm. Oh, when cool. I'm doing Cog's voice, I try and keep my tongue below my teeth. Mm. Mm. Oh, cool. So as soon as I do that, it creates a different sound for all kinds of words and I don't need to think about it. And it stays consistent because I don't think about how to make the sound different. I just think change about your mouth shape. where my mouth is. Cool. So cool. Mm-hmm. That would actually be c- kind of accurate because they have like beaks kind yeah. of. Longer mm-hmm. mouths. So I figured that's the way to. Yeah. It's neat. So Smart. Mm-hmm. Smart. So uh, Ursula and Nalia head into one of the side offices and Nalia looks at you and says, uh, are you coming in here with me or are you staying out there? Um, we we should probably stick together. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, as you come in, she starts talking to Ursula. She's giving a bunch of history of the court, and she's being, from what you can tell, honest about who they are and what they do, and then talking about how uh, they are considering allowing the crucible to set up uh, an a abbey there, mm. is what she calls it, because you and her haven't talked a lot about the crucible. <laughs> Uh, and she says that she wants to review what happened when the Crucible started setting up uh, different uh, abbeys throughout Tucson. So she wants to look at the histories to make sure that they don't <laughs> miss anything in their treaties and negotiations. Hmm. Don't you have a minister of the prime material who should be doing this? <laughs> <work>? <laughs> Depends on how good <laughs> Ursula's knowledge is of the Feywild. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you need a, if you need an, an example of what happens, the. Uh, you have you have to look no further than uh, Bell Bellhammer's dojo over in the to Forsberg. the yeah over in uh, Forsberg. Oh, it's wow. been nothing but uh, prosperity for the for that small town. And Earth says yeah, and we have the uh, the monastery over uh, just north of the city in Miller's Crossing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um, <laughs> Nalia lays out an alibi for why she's here with you and you just like answer for you. (laughs) Grimlock, shh. Nalia is here to provide a distraction and get Grimlock access. She doesn't worry about it. So she's talking about stuff, arranging books, and she starts dishing out some coins towards the senior sage as a gift to the library. And you you see her pass over about 30 gold. Okay, that's... That is a major reason of why I'm here. It's, that's <laughs> generous, but not outlandish. So yeah. I'm not going to intervene. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're talking back and forth, and uh, the senior sage leaves and has one of the junior sages start bringing materials to the room. Okay. Um, Did you have anything you want to say to the senior sage before she leaves? I don't think so. I think I'm probably just going to go up to the, because uh, it seems like now he's going to be kind of buried in this for a bit. I'm, I might take a take a crack at the uh, the palace. Uh, go up to the rare, the rare books. Yeah. Hey guys, Olivia here. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast on your favorite podcasting app. It'll help other people find our show. Hey, this is Kareth from AdLib Heroes. And if you like Dungeons & Dragons and Heavy Metal, be sure to follow the contributing artists who wrote our intro and outro, Balragath, on all of their social media and their band camp. 
This is Grimlock Seaspray. Joey's novel True Son of the Empire is on Amazon as a softcover or ebook. All right, so we'll come back to you in just a second. Let's switch over to uh, Olivia in disguise and Kirith in cat. I will pick <laughs> up the Kirith cat. Okay. Uh, I'm going to like hold the Kirith cat away from my body, like just <laughs> around its middle. Okay. I'll look very comfortable like that. This is fine. <laughs> okay. Like almost falling, as- almost falling asleep. The woman you've described, <laughs> if she had... A terrible cat, it wouldn't be out of place. <laughs> like I, I understand. I have a I have a plan. Okay. So I So there is a main front door to the residence uh, of the scriptorum, as well as a couple of different side doors. Okay. There's no one guarding it? No one outside. I just walk in. I look very purposeful and stern. Okay. So as you walk in. Uh, inside there is a Aarakocra, a birdman who uh, looks like a stork in a fine suit who's also got a little silver pin on his lapel. <laughs> Great. And he says, uh, I love it here. <laughs> he says, uh, good, good afternoon, miss. I'm Geith. I'm the, uh, I'm the master of the residence. Gwendolyn! Crust, I am looking <laughs> for someone named Immer Spinern. Uh, yes, Miss Spinern is one of the scholars in residence. Yes, I have her cat, which she has left in Abuland, and I have had to feed this. It's not dead. I shake the cat a little bit. <laughs> this almost dead cat, and I would like to return it to her. Uh, of course. Uh, Jesus. He looks down at his hands and holds them out to take the cat. Mm, I hiss at him. cat doesn't very much like birds. I'm, I apologize, ma'am. Uh, let me go see if Miss Bayern is available. Okay. So he starts to, he goes through a door and heads inside. I follow. Okay. So he kind of looks over his shoulder as you follow, but he doesn't stop you. Uh, I'm just being a total B-word. <laughs> Bozo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you head through several of the hallways. Uh, to the sides, you can see that there is a sitting room with a bunch of wingback chairs. There are a couple of uh, basically writing rooms that have desks facing each other. Uh, there's a lounge. There is a dining room with three circular tables. And then you reach near the back of the residence, you head up a narrow staircase to the second floor, uh, and there are five doors on either side. Uh, he heads to the second door on the left and knocks on it and says, um, Miss Ban, Miss Ban, um, my apologies, Miss Ban keeps unusual hours. Um, she may be asleep. Uh. Let me try. I drop the cat. Okay. And just like I land, go. I'm not a, I'm not really a cat, so I land on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I go and I like angrily knock. Yeah. Immerse. Uh you start seeing the other doors in the hall opening up, people looking out. There is a human woman and a couple of dwarves watching you. Okay. Um I'm a cat. <laughs> 
Uh, so Geith Vieira Kokra says, um, j- just a moment, please. And he reaches down onto his belt and he pulls out a key and he unlocks the door. I will open it. Okay. Inside the room has been torn apart. <gasps> the uh, There is a bunch of books that have been, and papers that were thrown into the fire, a desk that's knocked over. Uh, there is a huge long scratch in the bed and there's a strange purple liquid coming out of the fire pay place, like a little puddle of it. Uh. <laughs> and Geth is, wi- or Geth is wide eyes as he looks in and he's like, uh, Master Runebeard, please go grab the guards. And one of the dwarves down the hall starts running. In the commotion, can I quietly uh, whisper into my ring to mm-hmm. Kirith and be like, get in there and hide? Uh, I was going to go hop on the bed, but yeah, I'll... Yeah, well, like, get into <laughs> the room like and hide. Kind of, like, pad over and, yeah, find a place, like, under a bed or under, yeah. like, behind the tipped-over desk or something. I'm going to lie and point and be like, oh, the cat's run off that way! <laughs> uh, underneath the bed, there is a book someone threw into the very, very back. Sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. I, yeah, I'd start making that. Oh, the cat has run off this way. So roll me either a performance or a deception check. I believe I, oh, but it's not, I get an advantage on deception or. That's to convince someone. That I am the person. Yeah. Right. Performance you're trying to just or deception. Oh, they're lo- the you're same. You're ju- trying to just look at distraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're the same, so. 26. 26. Uh, so uh, Geith starts heading that way and and saying, don't, d- d- we can't uh, let that thing upstairs. And he's rushing upstairs. Uh, the woman comes down the hall and she's trying to get a peek into Immerse's room. The woman. The human woman. I, I'll close the door. To Merce's room, and I will march right up to the wound. What are you doing, you busybody? It sounds like something was wrong. Is Merce all right? Is she hurt? How do you know Merce? I've worked with her for years. How do you know Merce? Goodbye! (laughs) (laughs) I walk walk away (laughs) really fast. Yeah. <laughs> I have her cat. So <laughs> she never had a cat. <laughs> yeah. This woman would know that. Uh, so as you start walking away, I don't recognize this woman who says she's worked with Immerse uh, for years. Roll me a. Uh, I haven't known Immerse for check. five years, yeah. or not known. I just haven't seen. Eighteen. Uh, 18, there are three different women you've heard Immerse talk about in the scriptorium, but uh, you didn't come with her to the scriptorium. So this could be Ursula, this could be Tessa, or this could be Thirag. Yeah, I just closed the door, and then I'm going to try to find a quiet space somewhere down the hall, okay. anywhere I can duck. Roll me a stealth check, because this woman is actively following you. <laughs> Uh, 
Can you read that to me? It's a 13 on the die. Uh, so 18. 18? Okay, so you head downstairs. You head into one of the uh, one of the writing rooms, and you duck behind the door just as she gets down the bottom of the stairs, and she's heading to the front door. Is there anyone in this writing room? No. I quietly play my invisibility song. Okay. As quietly as I possibly can. <laughs> okay. Every note's just coming up flat. <laughs> I cast sleep on her like I do everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I cast invisibility. That is a concentration. But disguise self is not. So I'm an invisible Gwendolyn. Okay. And then I come out from behind the door. Okay. So she heads out the front door and she looks around. And then you watch her. She puts her head in the air and she sniffs a little bit. Uh. And then she turns around and heads back inside. I try to quietly, like, walk yeah. forwards, like, continually checking over my shoulder to stay enough ahead of her nose. Kay. I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the room, Kirith, the door opens. Oh, yeah. I didn't and lock it. <laughs> well, we don't have a key to lock mm -hmm. it. And in walks, uh, you. it's a pair of heavy feet, heavy booted feet at the base of a robe because you're underneath the bed. Yep. Yep. Uh, starts looking around, uh, heads over to the desk and starts, kneels down, and it is an older dwarf. So uh, big, who long, beard. Who I, I heard the name Captain Runebeard. Uh, Master Runebeard. Master Runebeard. Okay. Uh, he I'm just going to make assumptions here. He <laughs> quickly glances through the, the papers there. Uh, and this man, this dwarf is wearing scholar's robes, not... Okay, I not a you. guard. Uh, then he heads over to the fireplace and he pulls out a dagger and he scrapes up a little bit of that purple spill on the dagger. Mm -hmm. And then he heads out of the room uh, and very quickly he's, he's in the hallway and he says, uh, yeah, something definitely happened in there. Some kind <laughs> of a struggle. We're going to need to wait for the guards. And uh, the wom a woman's voice says, is, is Keith back with that cat? And the dwarf answers, no, not at all. You're falling behind. You can see the woman talking to the dwarf. The woman uh, says, oh, all right. Uh, and she kind of steps into the room and you watch the dwarf heads back down the hall to his room and he's kind of, he's got a dagger in his hand that he's taking there. Okay, I will also step into the room and slowly pull out my rapier. So the woman sniffs again and then she bends down and she's looking under the bed right at Cat Kirith and then she starts to whisper and there's a bluish light coming off of her tongue roll me a quick arcana check oh boy I'm bad at this if I am I can't see, I can hear her whispering yeah, but you I can, can't you see. can roll the arcana check oh, as well okay Seven. Nineteen. She has just cast Animal Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Okay, great. 
And so she says, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. It's safe, kitty, kitty, kitty. Does she sound that creepy? Yes. <laughs> um, I will. Earth, are you doing something? I really wanted no one to be in the room. I wanted to get the purple shit and the book. If I get stuff on my person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I shapeshift, it just kind of melds into me. So I wanted to <laughs> grab the stuff and then, then turn back into the cat. But people didn't leave the room. Mm-hmm. Um, if um, you shift into something else, do you have to turn into Kirith first? Yeah, he has to yeah, I have become to Kirith and then turn back. Yeah. Okay. okay. I was joking um, about it, but I sheath my, <laughs> I sheath my uh, rapier. rapier. I will start playing a lullaby at third level. Now remember, uh, casting a spell breaks invisibility. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. So like walk in and close, close the, the door, door as you play this. As I play a lullaby. Okay. Roll the. Uh, roll your sleep dice. So at third level, oh, not remember. It's an extra two d eight per level. Yeah. So I think at higher that's levels, ninety eight. Yeah, it should two be two levels higher. Above her, so yeah, 98. So, Kirith, as a cat, your current hit points are probably one or two. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I keep my... Oh, okay. I keep my hit die, uh, and would I still be immune to sleep? Uh, yes, because you're fey. I gave her the cursed dice. Plus 18 is 40. 40? Okay, so you watch her, and she blinks twice, and she nearly fights it off before she collapses onto the bed. Gareth, quick! I... Uh, I don't... Do I have anything to put this goo in? She has a minute of sleeping. Okay. Uh, they said they really didn't want the cat upstairs. There might be something else to investigate up there. I'll shapeshift back. Yep. And they said that... They, they're, so there might be something else to investigate up there as I'm, like, pouring out my water skin on her. Yeah. And, like, putting some of this purple goo in it. You probably wouldn't want to pour it. You'd stop him from pouring it yes, out on her because an can action wake her can up. wake them up. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, yeah I'll... Uh, wait, do I have any booze? No, I don't drink. Why would I have booze? Um, yeah, I'll just pour out my water skin. Wait, like, you've gone for beers at the Avalon Hotel? I went to smoke and... Uh. <laughs> and be a general scumbag with around okay. people that w- are also like me. You order the beer, you don't drink it. Correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll pour my water out and get some of this purple goo yeah. in my water skin for later. I'll reach under the bed and grab the book that was thrown to the back and just like shove the, that in the my... The book he has pulled out is Immersa's Atlas where she draws all the maps she draws. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, shove that in and, like, look around and uh, grab, like, a random bunch of papers because I don't know what I'm looking for yeah. and just, like, <laughs> shoving them in my shirt. And then yeah. just I 
quickly, I also grab some papers and some soot. I rub some soot on this woman's hands, throw some papers in t- and amongst, so it looks like she was in here doing bad shit. Okay. And, and then I will cast invisibility on both of us. Oh, you- cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so cast invisibility at third level. So again, playing a little song and the purple smoke goes around both of us. You can still change because it's not a spell, right? Yeah. If you yeah. need to. Yeah. So. so are you guys heading out after you cast invisibility or do you want to stay? Mm, do you want to go upstairs and I'll stay and watch what happens here? Uh, I think it's probably dangerous to be here. She's... That was... Yeah. Yeah, she's she's a spellcaster. So we should probably just like leave. Um go upstairs? Like I don't I really want to know. We found some stuff. I really want to know. What are they going to do? What yeah, but also like why are they afraid of a cat getting upstairs? It's a cat. Yeah. So let's go. I really want to know. Fine. We're only going <laughs> to get this chance. How strong are they going to make security after this? Come on, we're only going to get this chance. Yep. You're saying we can't climb up and work Mm-mm. our way in later? Only this chance to go look at the <laughs> thing I really want to see. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to go whether or not I, d- I agree. So. You can't see me. But I'm, I'm s- actually still standing right beside you. I'm so excited for the next episode. <laughs> the, next, <laughs> the next heist, get into the no pet zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually just like, yeah, that's uh, our boss's room and he's allergic to cats. <laughs> What? (laughs) (laughs) So you head upstairs and Geith is crawling around on his hands and knees and he is like, um, puss, puss, puss. Here, cat, cat, cat. Is this just another hallway or is it? So it is a hallway. There are four doors. Three of them are open and he is looking at the last one and he looks miserable as he kind of looks at it and he's like <sighs> shaking his head and I go look in the other rooms. <laughs> so as you look in these rooms, they are well appointed suites. So the rooms downstairs had like a comfortable single room for someone to stay in while they studied. These ha- these are four times as big. So there is a, an office and a sitting room and a bedroom. Uh, Most of them are very well kept and there are minimal personal items in here. It looks like whoever uses these rooms doesn't use them regularly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to the lot. So Geith then shakily takes out his keys and opens the door for the last room. He's like, do not be in here. Do not be in here. Do not be in here. (laughs) (laughs) Turn into a cat, break your hip invisibility and go running in there as soon as he opens the door. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just going to prank this guy. (laughs) We have made his date the worst day possible. He also seemed really nice. It sucks being a mean old lady. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure calling him a bird is a racial slur. Really (laughs) terrible. Uh, I was in character, man. (laughs) He made it on a little thick. (laughs) So he opens the door and he's like, Puss, puss, puss. We have fish and yarn downstairs. Oh boy, I love yarn. (laughs) (laughs) And he quickly does a pass through the room and he comes out and he locks it. While he's in there, just like when he walks in, I just want to like peek over his shoulder and see what it is. So it is 
a slightly nicer room than the other three on this floor. However, there are personal effects in here. There are, uh, like in one corner, there's a small laundry pile. There are a bunch of papers out on a desk. Uh, there is a table that has basically a half-eaten charcuterie board on it. <laughs> it's just like the matron's room and her set of apartments. You don't know, know that. Um, Turn into an animal. <laughs> no. Okay. I can also see you. you so can, I'm whispering to an empty... I mean, like, if you're really curious, if you're really curious and you are worried about more of the people in the Royal Scriptorum, like, because Immerse told you not to trust anyone, you could go check it out. I have another idea. Okay. I just wait. All right, uh, shall we jump back to Grimlock over on the other side? Sure. So you wanted to head up to the rare book section? Yeah, uh, those the palace blueprints were especially enticing. I'm, okay. I'm curious to see the uh, what they were thinking. Right, okay. So you head in there and you, uh, n- and as you head in, there is a human sage sitting there who says, uh, yes, uh, I understand you're here with the the Feywild minister, yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there... Uh, we can put you into reading room three. Uh, what documents would you like? Uh, specifically the uh, the palace blueprints. Um, I'm curious about the uh, the logistics of building some a similar structure within the Feywild. Looking uh, into that. Uh, oh, all right. Do you also have plans of the... Uh, Sorry, it, w- it was the 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 inner walls. The inner wall. Uh, we do have treaties on the inner wall. Uh, they're actually older than the city. Oh, that's the city was built here because the walls were so magnificent. Really? Huh. The uh, do you have any any literature of the previous inhabitants? Uh, I can bring you what's been found. Uh, all right, so you're looking. F- more architectural or more historical? Uh, both. All right. Um, do you... Uh, I, I assume you can read Dwarven. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you read Elvish? Uh, I'm not up to date on my Elvish. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll need to bring in a... Of course. Of yeah, course. I'll, I'll uh, call for some pages. Uh, do you read Draconic? Uh, no, but I, I believe my... The... Um, the minister... Oh yeah, the the minister's more than more than of capable. course. Uh, so I'll I'll begin by bringing you dwarven texts. Perfect, thank you. Uh, so he starts. You are brought into this reading room, and he starts bringing in the first couple texts. He brings you are an early dwarven architectural survey. Mm. Uh, after he brings in the first round of books, Cog starts bringing in the books for you. Then, mm. and he says, uh, "So this is uh, a history of." Comparative architecture from dwarves. Uh, this here is uh, a elven treatise that is talking about how they are, they aren't sure whether it was they're arguing over whether it was high elves or drow who summoned the walls here. But I don't think. I mean, you're a dwarf. You tell me. Can you summon walls? Where would you summon walls from? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I personally don't summon walls, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that may be, frankly, the uh, the things that I saw in the Feywild were 
kind of kind of in the same kind of in the same boat i wonder if they were brought here in a similar fashion maybe mm. and then he brings out another book and he's like this one's really interesting uh it says that maybe zesbjov built the walls who's that uh zesbjov oh he's uh he's an old god that people don't worship anymore mm. out of uh out of fashion uh yeah i mean it's zesbjov hasn't been worshiped in like 2000 years mm. uh, and he's like he pulls it open and he starts and he's like yeah see here's uh here's some stuff on the history of the worship of zesbjov mm. and he's pointing through it and you realize he's reading in draconic even though you can't yeah i <laughs> i pieced it together yeah. mo- moments uh moments prior uh yeah, yeah w- would you be able to give me a hand until until she's available yeah i can help you translate this perfect thank you so he's he's gives like he goes through he'll give you a general summary of what a page is and he's like do you want this translated into common or um yeah yeah that'd be perfect okay so yeah he is he he keeps give, do you want more stuff about uh how they think Zesbajov built the walls or how they think how he was worshiped or uh what what or do you want to know like where they think his temples are or what are you looking for more um I guess a, a combination of the three like give okay. me all you got. Sure. We'll we'll stay general, we'll say in the summary chapters. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's working with you and he's <laughs> translating that stuff, but it's it's slow work to translate, right? Like yeah. you're at the end of the day you're going to walk out of here with three pages. Yeah. But yeah, getting the getting the cliff notes is perfect and then yeah. when we all look at it together we can delve deeper right um, that, that's excellent okay mm. and is it possible to have the uh are these all rare scripts yeah they you can't take them out of here you can have access to them here but you can't leave the library with them okay um would it be appropriate to have a team of pages come in here like can i bring in help yeah you can bring in help into this room okay perfect yeah cool. um probably send to have my send to have my pages come in uh probably crack it on tomorrow and we'll sure. work through the through okay. the day all right excellent perfect <laughs> all right so meanwhile over in the residence as geet gives up on searching for the kitten <laughs> clearly uh, didn't go upstairs great mm-hmm. uh there are guards downstairs who are uh now talking uh they are, they have head into into the room uh and they are now talking to the dwarf who says uh yeah the the door was locked and uh there was a woman here who was trying to return a cat for miss bayern uh <laughs> she was quite insistent and quite insufferable so <laughs> uh the the butler opened the door and that's when we found out that something has happened to Merce. Uh, has anyone found the other woman we left in there since or where are they talking they're talking just outside the door okay <laughs> um chaos um, from there chaos did did we see uh the woman that claimed to be w- have been working with Immerse for years. Did we see what room she came out of? You know which room she came out of. I want to watch this, but also I want to do that. I'm going to go take her shit. Yeah, go <laughs> take her shit. Uh, is the door shut? Yeah, the door is shut. 
you can roll stealth to open it. Oh, yeah. I, I get advantage on that. Because you are invisible? And Oh, yeah. And because I have Boots of Elven Kind. But oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to try to, like... Yeah. <laughs> Nah, 20. Nah, 20. So yeah, you open the door and uh, you can see that she is inside and she is putting a dagger into the small, like the under her robes in the small of her back, hiding a dagger. Uh, her hands have been, she is completely cleaned from the soot you put on her hands and okay, she got out of there before anyone opened the door. Okay. And you have now become familiar with Prestidigitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, can't really take her stuff because she's standing right there. And then she goes to the window mm-hmm. and crawls out of it. Uh, so I assume the window's like wide open then? Yeah. I'll go and look. Like, is she like... No, she like she is lowering herself down because it's a oh, second okay. story window, and then dropping the last four feet. I imagine like Gollum crawling, yeah, and, like no. sticking <laughs> to the wall, and like, oh, so she's just a monster. Okay, great. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So she is sneaking out for yeah. some reason. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I'm not great at this, but I'll start like looking around her room. Okay, roll me an investigation check. Cool. Am <laughs> <laughs> I not great at this? I mean, I'm real bad at it. Uh, oh, 14. So you are able to determine, looking through the papers in a room, this woman's name is Tessa LaCroix. Okay. Uh, you take, Bev can take notes because I yeah. don't have a pencil on me for some reason. <laughs> uh, And most of the notes in the room that she is studying are uh, some old ruins in the uh, northwestern part, uh, just beyond the borders of Tucson, kind of in an area that belongs neither to Tucson or to Foran, the neighbor to the west, kind of in the, the area in between. Uh, there are some dangerous ruins in there that nobody knows who they built, who, sorry, who built them. And she is studying those ruins. Uh, what are the name of the ruins again? Sorry, uh, they they don't have names. It's okay. just the ruins in the in the northwest. Okay, studying northwestern border border yeah. ruins. There are probably about eight different sites she's got notes on. Okay, and. Jot down what spells she knows too. Also, she likes to sniff stuff. I put sniffing lady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if scent is still the name of the special ability, but <laughs> Tessa Lacroix might be whiff sniffing now. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll creep back out and just like we should go. And actually, one of the things you notice is. Uh, you were wrong about prestidigitation. There is a sooty towel in the corner. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> uh, so 
the dwarf is talking to the guards. They open the door. They're looking inside. Uh, he says, uh, honestly, like we thought Immerse was working at night. She's, she's a drow, so we thought that she was avoiding the sun. But uh, <laughs> in the last month, she's been oddly quiet. I think something might be up. Uh, she seemed really <laughs> worried, uh, and she actually sent away most of her, her research to one of her students in Avalon. Yeah, let's get out of here. Okay, cool. Great, 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 great. Oh, I have a distinct urge to use my actor feet to make a cat sound as we leave. <laughs> uh, and Geeth is waiting to talk to the guards as well, so. Let's get da, out of here. Da, I, da, I drop da, da, da. my, though I am invisible, disguise self is not a concentration. I will drop the disguise self so that if I do come into view, I'm just Olivia, not yeah. Gwendolyn crust i can't yeah, it was crust <laughs> gwendolyn crust <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. laying it on thick <laughs> all right so that evening you all meet back up at the witless spider uh so yeah the information you have on sorry why can't i remember that name on uh Zibajof is he is a uh a god of uh, wealth. Uh, he would find he finds riches in new and impossible places, uh, and most of his worshippers uh, are willing to violently attempt to increase their fortunes. Like they will make human sacrifices to become richer. Oh, is that just making someone put your name in their will and then killing them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bandits and things too, or it, yeah, ba bandits would worship him. So people and uh, people who are mercenaries will worship him. But what the what that human sacrifice is talking about is you kill someone and then you expect to find like gold in a mine. Oh, okay, mm, okay. So probably human then. What do you mean, probably human? Like uh, human worshippers then? Uh, the, yeah, the the stuff that. Uh, that Cogs wrote for you is talking about human worshippers. So it's talking about there's a cult that believes this god of wealth built these walls. I mean, that also sounds like the worst qualities of dwarves. I mean, there's there's dwarven greed and then there's human greed, right? In my experience, humans usually greed for power and dwarves greed for riches, but... Mm. but the Actually, that's not true. There's a lot of nobles out there that just conflate riches for power and that's kind of the society we live in so <laughs> like both I'm, I'm not saying dwarves are all greedy <laughs> I'm saying that, well, that they, is, they are <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that that is the stereotype <laughs> you bird <laughs> you bird <laughs> shut up bird <laughs> character all right. Call him Sweet G from now on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so you guys will need to take some time to figure out what to do next, but we can call it there. Uh, and we will pick up when you guys have a plan for how you want to proceed from here. Investigations. Sweet. Ooh. I freaking love cogs. 
<laughs> yeah, that was super cool. I, I, that was dope. Mm-mm. I, and yeah, I made fun of you for laying it on thick, but like that was hilarious. Yeah. I really <laughs> expected you to just like, the cat's gone. And like, okay, we can leave now. We know what room it is. We can break in, but like, nope, we're, we're getting in there and shit's hitting the fan. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like Kira's like, I don't want any evidence that anyone was ever here. Mm-hmm. And Olivia's like, just evidence that someone completely different in like the most bombastic sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on the true crime podcast. You think. Yeah. <laughs>